0: Hello, welcome to Waiting for Game. I'm your host, Give Me no Wait, and a special little episode here. As you can tell, we're missing a little guy. We're missing a uh, one little Marth player here. But what we make up for that, we make up for with uh, a great guest. We have a hey, former Marth player. That's true. Former Fox player. Two mains ago. One main ago. And current Captain Falcon player. That's true. Yes. Uh, you might not know who I'm describing from this, but <laughs> once his uh, once you heard his son voice, you probably understood that this is webs. How's it going, webs? It's going good. It's going great now. So uh, the audio viewers might understand this, but we are in a room together. Is that true? Yes. Can you can you verify the
1: statement? <laughs>
0: yeah, and the viewers at home can as well. We are on the same webcam. This is this is we're not in my office. Here trickery. In Toronto. Yeah. Yes, we're live from Toronto. Yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe someone will rainbolt our location, figure out exactly where we are. <laughs> but until then, uh, yeah, we're we're just gonna just gonna rock it out. We we had a fun little time in Toronto already, and a lot of people are going to have a fun little time this weekend. Yes, yes. Gommel 2023, the return of the the Canadian Major. Mm-hmm. Um, Battle of BC has, uh, you know, cemented itself as West Coast Can- Canada's uh, big major, but I think it's Gommel is still East the Coast. overall largest one. Yeah, Toronto being the largest city in Canada, and uh, yeah, therefore also hosting the largest major. Not only the largest um that the Canada has to offer, this is the Gommel twenty twenty-three for melee is the largest melee tournament outside the US. It beat um Air oh, Five. Air five had seven fifty-two. Seven fifty-two? Which is crazy. And what's the do you know what the number is off the top of your head for Gommel total? Uh they I think seven fifty-three. No, <laughs> I think they're <laughs> so like just over, like seven sixty somewhere it around there. Close. But yeah, no, this is um, Air 5? that was like twenty six. 2018, I don't know. 2017, I was gonna say. 2018. Maybe. So is, yeah, that's a that's a five years at least. that, mm-hmm. that record's been. Yeah, gone. no, the uh the, the title itself has been a long time and we've seen tournaments come and go. But uh if we're talking international tournaments, obviously we're gonna talk about Gommel. We have to talk about fate. Fate was this past yeah. weekend, and yeah. if you're talking international tournaments, you're talking air. Fate is what's mm-hmm. on everyone's mind. This is um, you know, this was their like trying to, to be the biggest tournament. This was their their shot at um you know, rivaling something like air. They're in a Pontins now. Pontins and Camber Sands. Does that mean anything to you? <laughs> That's, That's go- go- so it's uh, British gobbledygook <laughs> to me. <laughs> jiggery pokery,
1: I think they say.
0: Uh, i am like, I wish That's I was so kidding. Funny. That I've heard I heard that on like a cooking <laughs> show. It's just a bunch of jiggery I was like no, oh no. man. Um yeah no oh, did you get a chance to catch any of Fate? Yeah I did watch some of it. Um I watched a bunch of top eight mm-hmm. I watched uh <laughs> I watched Hungry Box and Zane square off in a incredibly drunken Roy versus Ness. Um, Let's get into that. You want to get, get into like that a one? Best of nine or ten that they ended up playing. They, they ended up playing a lot more than they originally intended. I think it was. Uh, yeah, I think it was a best of five that turned into a of, first of five. First of five.
1: Yeah. Uh, best
0: of nine. I believe Zane won three one and then lost five four, which yeah. is you hate to see it. Yeah. Um, it was great though. It was very f- entertaining. It encapsulated what I believe it's like to be at that event. Then, yeah, and I, and so? I do say what I believe because I've despite going to <laughs> Europe to go to Faint last year, uh obviously I got COVID and didn't actually go to the tournament, yeah, so I don't get you, the vibe. You traveled there, but you didn't get the experience. So I was so willing to put all of my British hate behind me. I was on the flight and the flight was great. I had like a whole road to myself yeah. and all this leg room. I was like, you know what? Maybe the bit ends here. Maybe I love uh, England. <laughs> Maybe I love the UK. <laughs> and I get there and I'm the only one with a mask in the local. And somehow, You're
1: someway, the
0: one, I'm the one who gets it. Yeah, that's, I like that's tough. sucked it from everyone else. Cause we were like, I saw Amsa and uh, like Nagaibo went and I was just like, fuck, I gave it to the Japanese players. Like I gave it to the players who traveled 15 hours to get here. But now I sucked it all up. I, I took all the bullets. Yeah. But uh, hopefully there was no COVID at this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Let's, Let's not, not wait ahead this of ourselves with regards to COVID. But uh, yeah, no, it looks like a blast. Like Fate, you know, it's, it's in the lineage of Air as being kind of like the, the UK party tournament. Um, but since then, they've had to also be one of the like premier tournaments for, for Europe. Europe doesn't really have uh, majors to that extent. Like DreamHack was last year and it had some people, but was nowhere close to what this is. Um and I, I think it really has done a good job. I mean, you said you watched Zane and Hungry Box. If you told me you watched Zane and Hungry Box play a drunken money match, I would not immediately pick, oh, it was probably an a punt, It's a camera <laughs> sans. Yeah. Um, like the the level of talent that they ended up getting out there was pretty big. So I don't know. Um, you said you have to watch top eight. Top eight just felt like a normal North American top eight, right? Yeah, yeah. because of all the players yeah. who ended up attending. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think- that, uh, you know, a lot of focus was put on the end. Of top eight, you know, everyone mm-hmm. talked about Moog's controller breaking in grand finals. Yeah, but um, the the quality of play was pretty high across the entirety of it. It was awesome. You know, the reason that everybody talked about and focused on Jemuk's controller breaking was because Zane was making his losers run that yeah. people have prophesized and spoken the about the fable was, losers run that he is so not long. ever able to to actually continue. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, I guess let's talk a little about the Jemuk thing because I know that this was. And this is going to be a, a moment that it's like going to stay in this term forever, right? Where yeah. We can talk about That's all the what, great it's things. What people are going to bring up all the time about it. We can talk about yeah. all the great things, but we're, it's always going to come back to this, and, it, and it's a it's a true shame. Um, that in this day and age, it's just going to like as you gain more and more things. I saw left and say it's like you know, you you made a controller that can do everything, but now it's three hundred points of failure. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, there's definitely some yeah. things that are right about that. Like you know, uh, I think. The issue that ended up being diagnosed with it was that it was a 1.2 fob board um, and that there's some soldering mm-hmm. issue where the, it puts pressure on a point of solder and it can cause connection issues with the, the motherboard. Talk about jiggery pokery. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, Leffen's right in that regard. Because yeah. like, if you think about that issue, it's like... You know, that yep. it, it takes a lot of iteration and just like, you know, brute force testing to find mm-hmm. that kind of like a, a flaw or inconsistency in a design. So, you know, I mean, the new FOB boards, the 2.0s have corrected some things like that's not an issue with those. And they've talked about some other, you know, I'm not an expert in all of the, the various issues that FOBs have had on the magnets popping out were one of the first things that people were trying to solve So in regards to dropping controllers and you know having running into issues very easily yeah i think that um the fob project is still awesome and i love what they've done with it but you know as is the melee controller landscape there's no real rules yeah. or regulations <laughs> it's like they just released the fob and it's like okay now people just play with it in tournament and like yeah the of course, you're gonna you know run into stuff like this. It's the wild west right now. We're yeah. all trying to figure it out. And you're right. I mean, the level of play that FOBs has given us has been insanely high. But just because of all the things that are with it, and because it's a new product, we're gonna run into stuff like this. And and I think more than anything, like the reason why, and you 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 hit on the reason why this hits so much is because the tournament up to that point was so good. Yeah. Right. It was. Like J Mook got there by beating Hbox. And this was not Hbox who had no water in his system. Right. <laughs> this was this was uh like J Mook being able to beat his demon in a way that felt real and you know, maybe even able to be done again. And um H-box hit a lot of rests in that set. Yeah. And usually when Hbox hits an upwards of like one rest per game, that's enough for him to close yeah. a, a set out on JMook. And J came from behind even in a lot of instances. Where he would, uh, you know, I think game three or four, maybe both of them, where it was an early deficit that he was able to claw his way back from. Yeah, it's not a really impressive way to win this, the this side against Hungrybox. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, it's going to cut deep because this tournament was shaping up to just be such an amazing one. And it's still overall, I'm not going to say that this was anything less than amazing because it was, it was such a, like, good tournament to watch. I felt like the it really represented its region. Yeah. I think the marketing for Fett is one of the, best parts of it mm-hmm. um there's a, a few points to it first of all they announced uh that three by the sea so long ago at fake too yeah and they announced at that so <laughs> I, year I was advance. in the fucking hotel room not able to leave <laughs> while i saw it I like, uh, looks fun yeah um yeah and they've been you know it's not like they just announced the tournament and then let it sit for months before yeah. they started it was a constant just like working on you know Outreach, getting players to go kind of setting up um, just the whole experience for people and it paid off. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we got to see a lot of, Oh dude, fuck it, I have to talk about it, right? I'm like legally obligated to talk about Mo versus Aklo. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was kind of sitting on it. I figured you'd bring it up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> getting, uh, getting to see, Top NA talent versus top European talent is always a treat. And usually it's the opposite way, right? Usually it is a player who has paid like a thousand dollars to go to whatever tournament yeah. and is seated not too well. Hey, shout outs to uh Mo's seed at Gommel. Yeah. But um uh and then they play someone super early on, and uh, you know, they're maybe still jet lagged. It's just not really a recipe for success. But to see it the opposite way was super fun. You know, Mo comes off of beating frenzy like Pretty solidly, and then has uh, AClo and and it just looks so down to the wire, like it, it. I don't know. There's, there's. You see a stock. Every stock was taken. It felt like it was like that's a set. That's the that's the swing. The momentum is completely different. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just an amazing set. Did you have any that you saw? Like whether or not it included any European players, or if it's just between more like north, no North American players. Was there anything that kind of stood out to you? I didn't really have much from like any of the earlier rounds, because I didn't watch a ton of the tournament itself um, until the finals day. Um, And when I went back to rewatch pools from round one on BTS Smash, the VOD was... There's some issues with VODs, I believe. So I was a little frustrated with that, because I did... I mean, I know that I'm sure some of the sets are on YouTube, but I just... Yeah, I never got around to watching anything from those first few days. Yeah, I mean, it was... uh it was a good tournament yeah I, well here's here's a funny one uh foxy grandpa's here right foxy grandpa he never travels never travels he i think he went to collision that was the first thing he has to do in a long time that's new york to new jersey <laughs> yeah New it's yeah. not very far um but he's like he's aklo's he's Acklo's brother for those who don't know he was actually like the original kind of hidden boss in this family i remember learning about aklo as the younger brother i'm like yeah he might be good but he's will he be as good as foxy grandpa <laughs> and we Learn the answer to that. Um, but he's he's here because he's traveling with ACLO to all these events. He's kind of like a coach in a lot of ways. Um, I've been to events where they're both at, it, and ACLO is like constantly looking over, trying to like get some sort of support and look at ACLO's results. It seems to have worked. Um, Foxy Grandpa is a player who is amazing himself. So seeing him versus all these European hidden bosses and into ACLO was so wild. I was like, I never in my life could you tell me that, what was it, Kinzo versus Foxy Grandpa would happen? Yeah, no kidding. Talk about two names from completely different regions <laughs> yeah. who would never, ever you'd expect to see crossover. That's the beauty of these events like this, right? When you create an event in a location like you know the UK, um, you're able to have players from regions that we don't get to see in North America. And then you create an environment that people want to go to. I mean, how many tweets did you see that
1: says, fuck, I want to go to Fate 4. I know, yeah.
0: I want to go to Fate 4. It looks like a lot of fun. I, I was just thinking that too. There is a uh, one set, or not set in particular, but a team actually that mm-hmm. I was thinking of um, that I didn't know about until oh, yeah. the event would yeah. be Feck and I-4. The, the sisters. French sisters. Yeah. Dude. Dude. It's like the... I love a, a good peach chic team combo. Uh, classic. Not a team to play against. A Classic. But a very fun team to watch. Um, and uh, a team that's always very successful in doubles. Mm-hmm. Um, good baseline uh, they have very strong edge guards good defensive play yeah. and the way that they worked together especially I thought was uh very impressive I think they ended up getting third at the event I believe so I mean, yeah. I mean, am I willing to call them the next um team ugs maybe <laughs> yeah, siblings who play the same character combination shake yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. uh no but they clearly have a lot of I'm time gonna, and double you know, bust the fox out Sure. <laughs> yeah, please just to <laughs> beat h box yeah um and i actually yeah i got to watch i4 in uh in singles they streamed one of her matches she so was playing against a peach like clearly knew the matchup yeah, which yeah, is, yeah you can just point to that yeah it's it's always cool to um watch a tournament that is this big and has a lot of eyes on it and get to put people in the spotlight because i'm sure you could talk to a lot of europeans and they probably know about these players but now this is, you know, we can talk about I-4 and FecFec on this show and people won't go, well, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> like suddenly this is something that is in somewhat the public consciousness, I don't know, at least for the melee nerds. And yeah. uh, that's that's
1: always so sick.
0: Like I love when tournaments are able to spotlight their region or players who are not able to go to stuff and like still put out a product that doesn't feel niche, right? And at no point during Fate did it feel like it was niche melee, even though most of the names probably weren't known to be like the bigger audience. Um, so I think they did an amazing job with that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to what they put out next year. Did they announce that for at that three, like they did at two, we don't have an announcement for fate 4 I'm right. looking to see what happens for that. Uh, I don't know anything. So if I were to speak out of my ass on their behalf, I will say they, the jump from fate two to fate three in terms of venue is pretty big. The jump in, in attendance was not that huge. They went from 300 something to 400 something. So I don't know if that was imbuing them with confidence to like book another venue right away. But I mean, with, with how well they did it and considering that's like not only UK's biggest event, but also Europe's, I imagine we see something in the future and, and whatever it is, I think that we, people are going to support it more. Like that's how these events get bigger, right? Look at battle of BC. <laughs> look, look at battle of BC, um, an event that, like, started pretty small, and just by word of mouth, everyone went, like, uh, you know, everyone who went said, oh, it's great, and you watch it, you go, fuck, I want to go to that, and then more people go, and suddenly it's one of the biggest majors we have. Yeah, it started out, they were bringing out just a few individual players, too. I remember they brought, like, S2J and Lovage to one of the earlier Battle of BCs, and I think that when you bring out players who are very recognizable mm-hmm. and those players have a good time you know they'll speak highly of your tournament they'll come back to your tournament you know players communicate with each other about what events that they're going to go to they you know they coordinate that kind of stuff so yeah starting just from a little bit and then you know working year over year to build yourself up is a great way to go about it especially when you're filling like a gap um you know i mentioned earlier how BC is like the east coast canadian mm-hmm. major
1: and, one. Or or the yeah coast the
0: west area. coast this is the east coast one gommel um and like it it's there's a need there yeah you know the scenes exist there and it's a for the west coast it's not that bad of a travel either you know you're just taking a flight up north across the border fans mm-hmm. not too far from california or a lot of the other states over on the west coast so and there's a lot of talent there too yeah, we've seen it um, with battleBC BC. We see what tipped off, tipped off this year yes, was a tournament, the that, revival. Yeah, it was a tournament that's been around forever, um, and this one had a lot of good word of mouth just from the players. Like the the players had a lot of um, they tipped, tipped off got they, amazing they, reviews they from fall, the players. Like yeah, like, yeah I, I mean, uh, despite having I mean, like three hundred fifty people, like everyone who went had a great time, and that helps. Yeah, you know, whatever they do next year is probably going to be a lot bigger. Yeah, um, and yeah, it, it just snowballs until you get to events like the one that we're at gommel 2023 um grown a lot not not physically uh, this is not the event i <laughs> guess for any people who are watching uh, far from it though <laughs> yeah. we're close yeah you'll find out when you rainball our exact location yeah, exactly you in the audience um but yeah no i mean gommel has built up year and year year over year and, and like it's been huge before right 2016 was the the year left and one that was one of the best runs to first place ever. Yeah, was that year so big because that was the only like tournament that Leffin could go to? It was like it was helpful. It was like that did give it a little <laughs> bit of a boost. Gommel also did um I I've known nothing I don't know what year it would be. I don't, I don't have any guess. But before Leo could come to America, he played uh he went to Gommel it, and, and like you know did pretty damn well yeah so um and definitely something that has meant a lot but now in addition to not only being the largest non-american uh, tournament it means so much because we are going to this tournament and everything is on the line we have Cody, who's got two majors. We've got Zanyu, who's got two majors. We've got Jay Mook, who's got two majors. That's crazy. We've got Leffen, who's got one for some reason. <laughs> yeah, somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled that one out of his ass. Um, <laughs> like, this is make or break for so many people. Yeah. Right. Uh, the mid year rankings is what we're referring to. The yeah. mid year rankings, yes. This is the last tournament that is uh, part of the eligibility period for the, um, what is it called? I run it. <laughs> the SSBM rank summer 2023. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and like, uh, I've talked to a few people, and it's all split decisions. There's no lead right now in terms of who I talk to. There are buckets. People, you know, yeah. I feel like they're, it's pretty easy to kind of bucket off a lot of the top 10, top 12, maybe. Yeah, that's where it starts to get a little fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, that's around that's 11 a or 12. <laughs> um, you know, but um, I guess we can just kind of jump in on that note to the the top seeds who are here yeah um not starting at the very top let's go back down towards more of the 10 to 12 range. I'm excited that Lod is here because a lot of players had amazing results mm-hmm. uh you know very busy in personal life so difficult to get that consistency and I mean because feasibly if Lad was attending more things, we could easily see him shoe yeah. in for like a top eight position you know if he continued to perform. I'd he's fucking saving lives. Yeah, you know.
1: (laughs) Where the fuck does he get off? (laughs) This guy.
0: But, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's good to see that he's able to get another tournament in. uh, You know, I don't think that he's, like, intentionally, like, oh, I need to get, before the the mid-year rankings, I really need to get one more tournament. Who who doesn't love to see a number next to their (laughs) game? If that number is smaller, if if it's closer to, to one. Yeah. The better, but all yeah, better. it's not going to be easy to get his his rank. Like yeah. this is not a free tournament for him at all because free he's, tournament for nobody. It's so stacked. Nobody. He's. I mean, yeah. Kadorian is here. Um, we've got Aklo here. We've got players who are in that range, and then you go above that. Um, Leffen's not here just because he is has the curse of being good at everything. He's the multi-game man. Ooh. He is the multi-game man. He is going to be playing um Street Fighter Six and Guilty Gear Strive and Melee probably for the entirety of this year. Where was he playing Strive and Six, Street Fighter Six this last weekend? He was at Brussels in was Brussels, at Brussels, Brussels. Brussels Challenge or That's something. right. Yeah. Uh, he uh, got sec- yeah, he got second. Um he's been on three continents in under a month. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh yeah, no, he um He's got the curse of being good at stuff. Once again, he found himself in winner's finals of a very big Strive tournament. Oh, he's like, so good at This strive. seems to happen a lot. <laughs> yeah, he just seems to kind of cruise and Strive a little bit. Street Fighter Six. I feel like he's annoyed that he's not performing as well as like he expects for himself. Yeah, but yeah. also his expectations for himself are just unreal. Yeah, I mean, he's always disappointed with how he performs in melee until he wins. Yeah, exactly. And then even when he wins, like at Summit, he's like... <laughs> Ah, you know, I could do better. Yeah, what uh, you, you said? You
1: said so. What? Summit. Oh my god! I said
0: Some I've been saying it. I've been referring to LACS as, as Summit all day. This—that's like the fourth or fifth time I've said that. I yeah, you've been talking myself. about a lot today. A lot of bragging about how you were there and I wasn't. Yeah, I really like to rub it in. We were all making fun of you. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Every like I gotta say, there's a few majors that I watch. I'm not able to go to uh, this year because of like. Family obligations, and I've watched it on my phone or whatever. This is the second time they've mentioned me on stream. Is like, why isn't he? (laughs) Why (laughs) isn't Wheat here? (laughs) It's like normally, if you don't go to a major, you already get the FOMO. Yeah, not saying yeah, you you have to feel bad for me, but the added FOMO of listening to commentary and your friends going, Wheat should be here. Why isn't he here? It's like (laughs) (laughs) fuck, man. That does add to it. But talk about, you know, why aren't people here left? Of course, that's the reason why he's here. He's got a lot on his plate, and he's got Evo coming up in August. Like, he is going to be someone who is going to be juggling these games for a while. Um, Plop isn't here. But other than that, we've got basically everyone. We've got so many threats to win. We've got Mango who could just fucking win. Um, AMSA, HBox have both proven that they are able to do it. Uh, And then we've got the kind of the big dogs, right? I think it's that top three right there. Yeah. That this is going to mean whoever wins in my mind probably is almost a shoe-in for number one. J Mook, Cody, Zane. If one of them wins. And if they if it, if one of them doesn't, then it is chaos. <laughs> yeah. uh, imagine if Leffin came and won and he, he just, just snuck, snuck a second, second. major and we had four. I'll people give him number
1: one. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, honestly.
0: Uh yeah, I need the slightest push to give him number one. I'll just do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm crazy like that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, an event like this, this is definitely not only something that is stacked at the top, but, you know, when, when we talk about, like, big majors, the thing that sets apart a super major from, like, a, just a major for me mm-hmm. is the depth of talent. And I think this is the closest thing we've had to it approaching a non-American super major maybe ever, right? You this have to like really a, go it's back. It's almost on, like, the Genesis big house kind of level as far as, like, mm-hmm. the region, all these different regions, hitters. Yeah. Who are not like top 100 shoe-ins, but who are just incredible players in their own right. Yeah. Who, if they dedicated the time, could become top 100 shoe-ins, you know? Well, that's the thing, right? You know, you look at Battle of BC, you look at Tiptoff. We talked about these tournaments. They had incredible top-level representation, but they weren't super majors. And a super major, it's like every single person is there, right? Like, it's weird if you're not there. And Goggles, maybe not at that point of Genesis or Big House just because of the legacies that both of them had. Yeah. Um, but we're getting close. Like, there's so many players here who can make deep runs. There's player. there's international players, of course. There's players from all over Canada. Um, there's just like all these hidden talents. I know we got to a chance to look through the bracket earlier. Uh, was there anyone who kind of stood out to you as a player who could maybe, maybe like uh, make some upsets, maybe go past their seeds? Well, one thing that we, talked about specifically was um how a bunch of the michigan kind of top level is coming yeah they don't really travel you know it's funny because in like the 2014 to 2018 years uh even you know up to 2019 2020 beginning of 2020 the 2018 years as we call them i mean that's kind of where where i I cut it off a lot of times is 2018 2019 because things changed so much around that time um but uh michigan had a ton of representation you know, there was the big three for a long time, which was just Duck, Prince Boon, Kalindi. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, past that, Ginger, Rose, um, okay. I mean, Morse code Ke- was going to a had time rose. there. Kezu, yeah. of course. And uh, now the top level of Michigan is like still Kalindi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ginger. And then there's like... <laughs> One um, million hidden bosses. Yeah. There's like Morse code. There's Sequel Minidator. I think it's... Kyle, Kyle McMcNidder. I don't Mc know. know. I think there's more about Kyle in it than you would think. Yeah. Um, I, I actually did learn how to pronounce it once, and I've just forgotten. There's too many consonants. Maybe known more as Quang. Kyle better we're, known as Quang. Yeah, we're both Quang. <laughs> Kyle Mc, Kyle McNadator. Um, and uh, Ossify is going to be there. Yeah. Who Ossify is someone who I've only ever seen at Michigan regionals, Michigan locals, yes. and yes. net
1: play tournaments.
0: Yes. <laughs> like, um, it. Um, no, this you're, you're so right. Michigan is a really funny one because I think if they if their uh, main core traveled more, there's no reason that we wouldn't see Morse code back in the top 100. Totally, no right. reason. I would say Kiyoshi or Osify couldn't yeah. make top 100. Same with Quang Quang, he has two top 100 wins um, from Genesis alone. And yeah, it's so good to be able to see these people traveling, even like negative. Neg- um, yeah. he, he's uh, I believe he's going to Gommel. Like Maybe. they have a pretty good roster that's going and yet i have trouble like saying oh that's like the big story of Gobble right just because there's so much going on there it's so hard to
1: uh, uh, but i guess yeah all those people there if you had any one in particular picked in different regions obviously boy bag and swire
0: to play um but I guess, yeah, all, all those people there, yeah, if you have I any that, one in, We miss Samus representation a lot at the top level these days. Big um, big you big know, guys. we have like in different Buck and Silver and Weavens, who are two of the more incredible. active Samus representation um, you know, that, at, that I've seen at recent tournaments. Uh, the swooper kind of has stepped back a little bit. He still goes to things. swooper's here? You, yeah, he's, yeah he's, coming. he's coming. But for a while, he was like kind of like the Samus guy. Like, he was grinding a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's more to a. A more, uh, I would say, appropriate level of attendance. You know, anytime I see somebody go extremely hard and attend, like, every major in a year and go to a ton of regionals, I'm always, like, thinking, are they balancing their life properly? Because <laughs> <laughs> Melee is not a great long-term career decision. So... Yeah, we don't uh, have... We don't... Re- 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 bring we, like, <laughs> we make sure not to mention that
1: Melee is not a good
0: career decision. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I just... Uh, Morse, Morse is always a I don't want to say a treat to watch but he is always someone who has the potential to upset and make deep runs at, mm-hmm. at tournaments so um, it'll be interesting to see how he does uh, um, you, you know you mentioned the super and, and you, mentioned you mentioned like a whole, like a group whole crew of Michigan, Michigan, Michigan people I'm not also going to mention a crew, a crew. I'm going to say PBI uh, I, you've been I talking not, about them too yeah I will not reveal what PBI stands for sure. but I'm sure you can see uh, this uh, out by yeah. uh, yeah. Going to, to Jato's Twitter it's if it's unlocked, unlocked. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but yeah, yeah this uh, is a this kind is kind of a crew, crew of, of friends, friends and, and, and yeah, you know, if, if you uh, follow it, people, you, you probably know that you know Polish, right? Like right, right, that whole um, group friends, of friends. Uh, uh, yeah, they, they are very dedicated to mailing. They're all very good at mailing. Yeah, and I believe they're they're mostly shut up. You've got both of those two players, top ten player or top hundred players. You've, You've got, got uh Beckfin who's going. Mm. And that is kind of like you're talking about like more players to watch out for, I think Beckfin is a great one. Icy's player who went from kind of not on my radar like at all. I think uh, he was his former Marth player under the tag Bean, and then just suddenly was getting a ton of wins in an era of net play that people didn't have eyes on, right? If he, yeah, if he did this in twenty twenty, different story, but he did it in twenty twenty two, yeah, yeah, twenty twenty three but like beating Bobby all the time, beating all these people who still play net plates, all these great results. And then went offline and, uh, I believe he was like fourth, maybe even third on the most recent new England PR. I didn't realize he was that high. He's up there. Wow. Sets on bonfire, sets on Calvar. Like he He is is a player who, I mean, uh, if you're talking about out-of-state people, J-Flex has a set on J-Flex at um, Trail Underground. Wow. And uh Game 5 with Bobby, I believe, after that. But yeah, like I don't see a reason why Beckford is to be counted out. And their bracket is an interesting one. Hmm. Another person we don't know much about. Uh, Dwan? Dwan Shroom? <laughs> I don't know oh, you know yeah, person. that's right. <laughs> the Dwan uh, Shroomed McDaniel. McDaniels? Is there an asset? There I, think I think it's just McDa- it
1: singular. I think you're right. Sound... I think you're right. It is McDaniel.
0: We'll go with that. Um, yeah, he's here. It's so funny because he will just randomly travel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we don't hear from him forever. He's a professional man at these these days. Yeah. And then he's just at a tournament. 25th or he's, whatever. He, is, he does have, have a lot of friends in uh, Toronto. um, And I think that Toronto is often treated, or Gamal is treated, by some players as a one of the more um party centric tournaments mm-hmm. because they have the party boat that they've been doing for a couple few years at this point um and uh the tournament's located in downtown Toronto, you know, there's like a nightlife scene in the area. So um but he also when he comes to things, he still enters and it rarely does he flame out. Like he usually does yeah. pretty well still. Drunk Shroom tends to do pretty well. There was that main stage where he went Marth versus Ringler. And I mean, I think if you go Marth versus Regular, you're,
1: <laughs> you're asking one of for
0: this. it. But, uh, <laughs> but like, other than that, he, he's done incredibly well. And um, yeah, I mean, like, this is uh, before we even get to Shroom Beckfin, it's Beckfin versus Zanya. Do you know anything about Zanya? So, Zanya is an upstate New York player, a Chic player. Um, They have had a pretty decent year. Uh, They they just have never really traveled. They're kind of like a known as a tech chase monster, and um, they went to the come up, which was uh, in Toronto earlier this year, and beat none. Oh, that's why the name sounds familiar to me. Uh, Zanya also got a Logan win, a tipped off, like definitely a player who who is is one to watch out for. So Beckman versus Zanya to make it to Shrim, it's just like this little triumvirate of players who like. I cannot wait to see what all of them do. Because I have no idea what anyone Yeah, that, that is a very interesting little quarter. I mean, not a bad draw for Beckfin matchup-wise. Icy cheek, of course. Yeah. But um, Dewan can always just go Marth. The and Marth was <laughs> created for Icy's and was very good versus Icy's. And Icy cheek is not like a, a guaranteed win either. Um, it's a tough on matchup. Pokemon Stadium. <laughs> Transforming the Stadium, <laughs> especially. <laughs> yeah, probably I can see that Yeah, Yeah. First and last time that we've seen that this year, I bet. It, unless uh I saw that they announced um uh that charity tournament that they did last year. I think Optic ran it or some was it Optic? Yeah, yeah, Hitch. Optic the Hitch, um, I think was the guy. Optic Hitch. The off season. The off, the season. off, off. season, I cannot remember the name of it. yeah so off season two. That's a tournament I could see them running. On frozen stadium map, <laughs> yeah, he, they probably yeah. watched uh, LCS five and they were like, oh, "That's our hook this year." <laughs> Last time they did the Falcon thing with Mute City, so yeah, if we could trick them into believing, no, this is like super silly. It's crazy. That's <laughs> that'd, that'd be enough. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do just Keep it at that. At twenty five thousand dollar tournament. We need these to be somewhat official. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I I mentioned Craig earlier, and the reason I mentioned, I said, speaking of the super Craig, I didn't follow up on that. Um, Craig's got super in his path, and the winner of that plays Moki, which is a very interesting one. Moki has in the past um, dropped sets to people way below his rank, and really, one of the stories for me this year in why he's level up it's not the sets over HBOX, it's not the sets over OMSO, those that we knew he was. Going to do those, we knew that he was doing those. Um, It's about his consistency. There's very, very few players who he's lost to who I would rank below him. Which is for a player like Moki, who you know came up as like a kind of a shaky player versus I don't know Marth or Peach or whatever. Like he had his problem matchups. To see him shore up those holes is amazing. So we're we're gonna get possibly get a rematch of Craig versus Moki if that happens and. Show that to me at the beginning of the year. Show that to me last year, and mm-hmm. I say Craig could do it at this point. Oh, that is tough. It's a tall order. Mulkey's looked pretty good, even though he has mm-hmm. not overcome Zane yet. He still looked very good in their sets, mm-hmm. especially in moments. I think you know, Zane is such a uh, momentum player where it, it's not just like momentum on his side. I feel like, like he'll get going and he'll just start like swaggering on you when he gets two stocks up, and you know, you start He's to feel yourself slipping a little bit. World. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think. Part of that is, is not just that he like turns on the Jets, but also the fact that he starts playing that a little bit differently. I think it really throws people off. And at LACS, he got to that point against Moki where he kept going up games. And then Moki would kind of like shake it off and claw his way back. He had a, a, a story game in particular that sticks out in my mind where Moki went down two stocks and brought the game back. And I think he may have lost last stock still, but it was like just the fortitude that he showed in that game is that kind of that kind of consistency yeah. that you need, sure. you know, the, the ability yeah. to, to pull through even when things aren't going your way. Mogi's going to be interesting as we get to the you know, end of uh, summer rank. Yeah, yeah, he falls almost in that, like, second bucket of players outside of the top three at this point. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to surprise people who don't, who maybe know a lot about the team but don't follow every result. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could very well get ranked fifth. Like, yeah, I mean, a definitely. lot of that can happen here, obviously, you know, if, if someone like amsa or hbox or someone or fucking mango win you yeah, know that that could change if he does really badly here maybe that changes but as it stands right now i would not be surprised to see him right fifth maybe sixth uh, which is a huge jump for very f- few players have made the jump to top five and the ones that have we all know as you know like some players of the legends who, of the game. Some of the legends of the game. Yeah. Major threats, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So, so it'll be just to see if, if Monkey's able to do that. Um that being said, of the players we have in that top five, he's the only one who has not really shown the ability to win a huge major. He's he won the come up, which was over I think he beat Aklo and AMSA to do it, which is yeah, that's a good uh group of players to beat. But the big one has always eluded him in ways that his contemporaries it really hasn't, right? Even like Leffen, a player who is maybe not as consistent. Um, Leffen is able to win the big tournament sometimes. he's got LCS, he's got Epo before that. Like uh even AMSA, I think, has not had a great year, but we saw him like destroy Zane before. Like he's got the keys to to make it to grand finals or winners finals. Um, so the question I have for you is we are in Toronto. We are in Moki's home city. This is Gommel. He has not won a major. Give it to me straight. Do you think uh, Moki has a chance at winning? Gommel? Yeah, I do think he has a chance at winning Gommel. and this is without me looking at projections mm-hmm. at all for top thirty-two round two pools, top eight. <laughs> um, you know, I mentioned his set against Zane at um, LACS five, and how he has yet to overcome Zane. Um, I think that that is really, you know. It's we're, we're in a new era of parody in Melee where there's a lot of players who can beat other players who can beat other players, and we kind of have this sort of like wheel of parody going on where yeah. you need to draw a good bracket, you need to play well that day too. But, um, you know, when Jay Mook avoids HBox, is, his chances of winning the tournament go way up. Well, oddly enough, when he beats HBox, it, it, yeah, it's true, it. yeah. <laughs> After that, I think Jay, things may have changed a little bit in that respect, but last year, you know, that was the that HBox was the thing that really kept JMU from winning a ton of tournaments last yeah. year. Um, and, you know, with Opsa, there's certain players that he no, sure. has difficulty with that, you know, if he avoids, he certainly does way better. Um, and I don't think Moki has a ton of that. I think Moki can beat mm-hmm. anyone. He hasn't done it yet, but he 100% has the ability to. Um, you know, I, I think that I would love to see him win Gamal and take a set off Zane, at least one set off Zane doing so. Yeah. That would be uh, an incredible achievement. It would be amazing for him to do it in, you know, his hometown. First major, the hometown. Yeah. yeah. It, be it'd be awesome. It'd be an incredible storyline. It's not outside the realm of possibility at all. I don't give it amazing odds, mm-hmm. but um, I, I mean, I, I think I take I think I would take Moki. I'm not going to put odds on it. I was like, I started to think about the odds. Edwin somewhere. At I know. Elevation <laughs> just hearing odds. Yeah, he's going to mess with me divisions. with the deal.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> no,
0: but you're, you're absolutely right. And I think like the kind of how people would think about Moki's chances of a major is lower than all the people around him, right? Think, you know what? What you said too really rings true. That to people who've not really been super paying attention to this oh, first yeah. half of the year. You know, they might not. They might that might sound like an unreasonable statement to some yeah. people. But Moki is he's he's really reaching that level of consistency. I think a, a lot of it too is he, he's short up his mentals over time. It's it's the most intangible, hard thing for players to overcome because it's different for everybody. You know, is to be able to stay in that competitive mindset and you know be present in the moment, play really well. You know, not get too hung up on things outside your control it's so difficult and i but he has taken steps over the years to like you know shore that up and i think yeah. it's shown 100 you know, oh easily he has his routine now during during tournaments where he puts his headphones in he does a little bit of pacing you know he'll nod to you or say what's up but you know he doesn't really talk to too many people leading up to bracket and then when he plays you know he's he's ready to go so yeah, you, you look at his matchups just from like a, if you actually dig into how he plays versus c players, you're right. J-Mook has a very hard matchup in H-Box, one that he, you know, if you're making a bracket, dream bracket for J-Mook to win, one that he avoids H-Box. Um, Amsa has that too, you know, he probably won't avoid Cody. Yeah, that's just a really tough matchup that he has. Um. Like, HBox has a ton of them. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's The HBox list grows by the day. <laughs> HBox has so many people who, like, he doesn't want to see in brackets. So many that, like, you have to see one in bracket. Yeah. It's just, like, the way bracketology works. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and when you talk about Moki, I don't think, you know, he's got very few matches that I think are for sure wins. I think he's very good against AMSA. He's shown that he can beat Cody. Um, he beat Plop. You know, he's, he's out on a hot streak versus HBox. Um but yeah, if you really talk about like the impossible ones, maybe you could count J. Mook. J. Mook on an off day maybe loses to Moki. That's kind of how the matchup can go. Um, but really, the tough one is Zane. Yeah. So that's a player like who has got one point five demon matchups, one point five matchups that he needs to avoid. That is a. That's a,
1: that's what that's the other players win. have, right?
0: Yeah. You look at all the other players; they have the same number of things, right? So I I think that it's a, it feels like a real jump. Like, I'm feeling weird saying maybe he could win. But if you kind of do the logic and, and parse it out, it makes sense. Yeah. He, he's got to prove it. But that's the only thing he's got because everything else is on his side. The stats and the logic all make sense. The only thing is, well, we haven't seen it yet. And then when we see it, then it all makes sense. And, and it really could be the set or, or the turn where we see it. Um, we got a couple other players here, though. Okay. We've got a very good chance at taking it. And I want to talk about uh, the guy who we just mentioned, HBox. Oh, Juan. We can't get through an episode without talking about HBox. No, That's we, just we, we always have to have the HBox minute. The HBox is <laughs> be more 10 than ten minutes. Um, fate. fate. Tell, Tell me, me how you know. felt about HBox's chances of fate. Um, I actually didn't. I didn't think that he would win the tournament, but I thought it was a. He had a. Oh, uh, how do I put it? He was favored to make to make grands, like he easily could have made grand finals at that tournament, you know, compared, I think, to a lot of the other tournaments he's been to this year, especially. Um, I was looking forward to seeing him, JMUK at the tournament. I didn't expect JMUK to win, Mm -hmm. but I think JMUK's the kind of guy where, when, you know, he took a step back, uh, he had an illness, so he didn't come to LACS5 and, um, he's, he's a prep guy. He prepares. And he's had a lot of time to work on the Puff matchup. Um, obviously, it's something that he's focused on because of, as we've mentioned, the fact that he's struggled in that, in that regard. But um, I now feel so much shakier for HBox after that <laughs> because of the way that the set went. You well, know, I, I, it, wasn't, it wasn't a fluke. No, it wasn't. Like, JMook just played extremely well. HBox hit a bunch of rests, and he just lost neutral a ton um he just didn't look decisive at all you know usually he it'll get down to that last stock and the sheik just do, can't touch him right he's crouching yeah he gets on the side platform he he just plays his little keep away game in the corner and then he just strikes with like a, a up air tech trap or something you know he gets below the sheik and it's just over um but jmook did not give him anything for free um so i mean i think hbox is still he's going to be a top eight guy forever but that I, might I, be what he's playing for yeah him. that's kind of how i feel like puff <laughs> every time i start thinking or talking about puffs relation to the tier list and stuff i always think back to Leffen's tier list that he made where he he put puff incredibly high he had the god it was the tier list where he puff was number one wasn't she Yeah, well, the one I was referring specifically was, it was like ease of use versus like yeah, like all these individual metrics. He just overrated Puff so much. And I don't think anyone, I mean, I think there's still obviously people out there who think Puff are very good, but I don't think people are quite as disillusioned about how good Puff is anymore. His entire uh, thing I think was tournament melee. I mean, like right now he says Marth could be the number one character just because Marth beats Fox in tournament, um, and like it's harder to play a certain level in tournament. He said the same thing about Fox versus Falco. He's like, Fox beats Falco theoretically, but I could see a world where Falco beats Fox just because in tournament everything's shaky. I
1: mean, people are people get less, less shaky the by
0: the day, though. He's a true and people are more consistent. You know, people controllers mm. are now incredibly good. There's prisms, there's uh, obelisks, yeah, there's. Uh, boxes, there's fobs. There's just so many things that allow players to play more consistently and precisely. I think Puff suffers a lot from that. And, yeah. uh, you know, Juan cares still. I think that he still wants to win, of course. Um, I just can't. It's so hard for me to see him winning a major these days. Like, What's his path? You know what his path is? <laughs> Uh, at this one, he does have to play Moki. He does. If he beats Moki, he plays Zane. Dude. like look at this, like I, I I do not favor him at all against either of those players. At this and point. if he beats both, then he's in winners' finals. Like so yeah, that guaranteed yeah, down he, three. He's, <laughs> that's crazy. Like probably pays good. Yeah, <laughs> like for him to to beat two of the best foxes at the puff matchup yeah. and Zane, who's just like is Zane, is Zane like H number one demon? Do you think it's Really hard to say. Because H box can th- the thing is the H box can still take a set off anyway. Yes. That's, that's the thing. That's but for him has. to do it all in a row, it's just it's just like he just it's so hard. It's asking so much. It's so damning that you asked that. Zayn, the guy who destroyed him, right? It's yeah. like, oh three oh. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a game five. Yeah, and, and I'm like, like, is that his demon? <laughs> and I go, We actually can't even say that because there's cody. Yeah, like, I know, it's, right? It's exactly. Fucking, yeah. It's so it's so hard for him to So it's I I like don't even think about H box in the realm of like winning a major these days.
1: Yeah, I mean it's crazy
0: to think about it that way, but I really don't. What what was he won a he won one major last year? He won Riptide. He won Gomel. Oh, he won two. I forgot about Riptide. uh, Yeah, that's right. Right. Okay, Riptide was over plop. I do think that people might kind of forget it, but it was a still major. People were there, like. I think Zane was there, you know, I don't know if Cody was there, but, but Jamie was like, these had good players. Each box can win. He can still win majors depending on who's there because he can still beat anybody. Yeah. And you know, on any day he can go on a run, but at a tournament like this, mm-hmm. I just don't see it. This, cause this is like approaching super major status. Mm-hmm. Like I think you could almost call it a super major, but dude, I mean, you just, talked about his bracket path like that i'm just thinking about it like, that's just unreal like for him to do that well here's the thing that i the, the way i think about juan and his, and his path to success yeah. is we talked about zane zane is incredibly hard he could beat zane but it's incredibly hard yeah. Yeah. cody cody's incredibly hard and he could take a set yeah he could it's so tough i i can't see him taking two sets off cody in one turn that seems like such a tall order. Uh, Levin has looked incredibly good ever since that heart like, one of the worst sets ever <laughs> yeah. at Genesis. Um, but he's looked incredibly good. Moki has looked very hot. Um, you know, Amsa maybe not right now, but Amsa has the ability to beat him, has beaten him a lot before. And then the thing about J-Mook is, it do- J-Mook doesn't become a demon for Hbox right now. But he becomes a win that Hbox has to work for. Even, even if, if that moves, that matchup shifts to 50-50. That yes. changes so much. Like, become even like 60 40 in HBox's favor. You go to something like that was your thing. That was your saving grace among a sea of all these other things. Yeah, last year he just rode off of these. How how many sets? They played so much. Yeah, it was. They played double digit sets last year. Crazy. And they didn't play until Wave Dash. Yeah, that's why. Halfway through the year. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. And yet, and yet, and yet, and yet, I've said all this information. I've said, here's why you should not believe HBox's chance to swim. He can win. He just wins. Yeah. <laughs> like so, we we had the fade episode, and we people were saying, "I think HBOX is a great bracket." And I say, "I actually, he's got a wonderful. He's got like the best bracket. Yeah, he did it for him to win. Bracket. He's not going to win. Yeah, because he doesn't win the brackets that look great for HBOX. He when he comes out and wins his one major, he always gets one at, at least. It is a major where he beats Cody and beats Zan. It's just like how the fuck did it just, do like that? just like happens, and you just like yeah. <laughs> It's like a like a weird version. Of, like sometimes Leffen does that. Leffen had obviously LCS in Battle of BC last year, but it feels so different. Well, with Leffen, it feels like almost like he's structured his play mm-hmm. and like the way that he because he's got the chic now and everything. Yep. he's just like a tournament player. Mm-hmm. Like he just comes in and he's like, all right, let me just shore up my Texco a little bit. Let me see who I'm playing against. Okay, I need to warm this up, you know. But he's just he, he just comes to win. I mean, but Hbox is the same, like yeah. he, he's just a winner. He, yeah. Like he just finds ways to get it done. I don't think I'm not sure if Hbox changes vastly tournament to tournament. Like I I would be you yeah. know, I, I think that uh you're right. Like Leffen has got like a way that he wants to approach things and I think that um you know, you throw out some outside factors like in his favor and that could lead to him winning the tournament. Um when he wins, it looks like he's amazing, right? It looks yeah. like it's like how do you beat this guy? whose Fox can beat Everybody but the Marths and whose sheik beats all the Marths. Like, yeah, his sheik is so good against Marth. Like ooh. it's specifically just designed to, <laughs> to defeat Marth. And then when you watch HBOX win a tournament, if it doesn't feel that way. It's just like, he's going to win this, <laughs> isn't he? You get the feeling <laughs> in the back of your head. That is kind of how it goes. It's like, because we've just seen it so many times. And it could be like Cody up 2 1 in the games and up. And first, like something I mean, wrong happens, like so he, Cody Sideby's off when he's like go. up a stock in, like a bunch of percent. I see, how and you're this like, can oh can yeah, I, this, this the path has stuff. opened up. Yeah, <laughs> will Juan take it, or will he choose to lose? So, so Fate, uh, I, I watched Fate Top 8. Um, I actually took a nap to it because I don't know, I was like super tired for some reason. Um, so I took a nap. Uh, I just fell asleep. I didn't like try to to. I didn't plan a nap out. So I. Um, but it's after winter semis, it's storing Triff versus so It's not an indictment on Yoshi versus <laughs> Peach. Did not fall asleep because it was so boring, but <laughs> probably was. Um, I didn't have a long nap, but I had a dream. In the dream, I wake up from a nap. Very meta thing. So in this dream, I wake up from a an nap, and I'm, you know, top fate top eight is just I napped through fate top eight in this dream. And I go fuck, HBox probably won. And it's something in me like they must know. Because in the dream, I go to Twitter and I see HBox he tweets GG's. Like, and I see other people tweet like, oh, it's just not going to work out. And then they tweet like they reply and they go, oh, never mind. And and <laughs> like I see all these tweets that just say HBox is going to win and every single one of them is replied by the original poster and just says, oh, never mind. <laughs> and I go, wait a second. What does this mean? Your subconscious. Is mean? My subconscious was trying to wake me up because they knew. Yeah. They knew. <laughs> it, it knew. He knew. I don't know. Um, she knew? Who does? Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, and I, I wake up and it is uh it's the end of loser semis. So like I still have the, the tournament to watch. Yeah. And I was like, I've seen this before. I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and yeah, Hbox, you know, he drew to form, he he didn't win the tournament. He got third. Um but yeah, I mean I mean I remember he beats Amza, and it looks like he's beating so very early on. That set did not. No, it was really a grindy cool set up. that looked foregone. Yes, yes. Yeah. yes, that's a perfect way of putting it. Yeah, and at that point, talking about foregone, people yeah, are right. saying HBox and Grand, and
1: hey, yeah, well, JMU, he yeah, that's
0: right. And then you think about it, you go, okay, well, who could do it? Zane, Zane has to go through JMU, who won. That could be tough. And then if he gets to there, he has to do something he's never done, which is win through losers and really to the HBox tournament. And yet, the the future generations will not know because they'll just see a third on this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, could will be the one? I do somehow, for some reason, feel more confident in his ability to win this than a tournament that he's supposed to win. That's crazy to me. Not in a way that I put odds on it or like. Yeah. You know, but it's like, it's like there's something like in there. cosmic. It's just the way that it. things happen to work out with with HBox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but, but but yeah, he's not the top threat here. We talked about all the other people. We've got some killers at this tournament. Uh, if you had to to go through the top, so let's say, you know, let's put them in some buckets. There's the top three in my mind, which are in any order: Cody, JMU, and Zayn. Mm-hmm. I did alphabetical to show that I don't have any That's bias. Well done. <laughs> um, or maybe it'd be Schwab, Cody. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, those are the players that gain the most from this. They win the event, they are number one, most likely. Like, unless something crazy happens, or obviously, you know, sometimes when you look back at the data, you don't realize it looks one way. But without a shadow, you know, within the shadow of data, I can say that whoever wins this of those three is number one. And then we've got the, the people after them. We've got Amsa, um, so we've got Milky, kind of players who have the ability to do it, we talked about, just haven't done it this year. In the case of Milky, haven't done it ever. We've got Hbox. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Mango? Yeah, I mean we could touch briefly. I, mm-hmm. The thing is, it's so funny because uh, a lot of focus is usually given to Mango ahead of time when he's going to a big tournament. You know, yeah. kind of talking yeah. about where he's at mentally, characters Everyone that he's going to be playing, what he's doing on Twitch. Yeah, exactly. What what his streams have been like lately? Yeah. Um. But I, Mango, I feel like, is almost to the point now where it's just a. A day of kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because he's just very good at the game. He's been playing, he's in practice. It's just that whether or not he, f- he either is able to summon or find that intrinsic motivation to kind of like put himself down to the grindstone and really play the melee that he needs to um, when it comes to like some of the better foxes that he'll be playing against. Um, when it comes to H box. Yeah. Um, when it comes to J mook, I think is a really big one for mango because who he is supposed to play here. Ah, there you go. See exactly. Because I mean, I don't think that J mook is like massively favored over mango, but J mook becomes massively favored over mango very quickly if mango starts to either fall apart or, you know, loses his focus or, you know, whatever reason that he's not all there. Um, j is just so punishing on any little slip. And Mango's a W guy, especially against Sheik. He loves yeah. to attack Sheik. Uh, it is going to matter to what characters that he plays. Mm-hmm. I think that he still is going to be like kind of a default Falco into Fox for various things. Um, it's just kind of... We just don't know until day up. You know, he's a daytime decision. And he probably doesn't exactly yeah. that's the thing yeah, is he did, and then he'll talk too he'll be like yeah you know I'm I'm feeling great like I can't wait for the tournament you know I yeah. want to win but he's just talking because in the moment that's how he feels but tournament time comes and he could be
1: feeling completely different
0: he's and yeah. I, it's not a knock against him at all like he's completely earned the right to be to have this like <laughs> this daytime day of like am I going to play Doc Lee kind of bullshit mentality am I going to go Marth against STJ like you know <laughs> He, he's earned that right yeah. um his ranking will suffer for that kind of thing and yeah I he'll be that, he might be a little upset about it end of the day uh, but. i do wonder about that i mean i wonder because i'm affected yeah right yeah <laughs> um but I, you have good reason to wonder it's like you must understand at that point if you're mango That
1: yeah i feel could. like yeah you have to um
0: yeah i don't know it, it really just seems like we're watching someone trying to figure out whether or not they Still want to do this and they're doing it live um in front of like everyone which is <laughs> yeah. incredibly hard it is crazy uh yeah, yeah i mean if i don't, I don't really know. want to psychoanalyze mango a ton because i don't personally know him i mean have i said go birds to him yeah of course
1: as has he many told me
0: has. that my seating was bad yeah, yeah. did he know that the cd was done a week before lost tech city which he won no Middle need to um (laughs) but if i could psychoanalyze him a bit uh it really really seems like he wants to have the passion and the passion just might not be there and it might be there intermittently right because that's how sometimes like it's not like that it's not just a flip switch uh switch flips um you don't suddenly love melee and then go i don't need to play this especially if you're mango who's done this forever made a career off it that is your living and that is your identity um so we'll see. I mean, I fully support Mango in whatever he does. I think if he retires, that's fine, because if you don't want to do it, don't do it. If he is back into it, he wants to play all the time, go for it. Melee is better when Mango plays. Yeah. But we're also fine with that, right? Yeah, I think we've got... For a while, I don't think we were. No. Um, it was one of the first years in a while that I think we can actually live. Yeah. No, it's kind of true. He He definitely, in a... Yeah, it's hard to say that he like carried the scene because there's so many people contribute mm-hmm. and like you know without any piece of the puzzle you know organizers, talent like me, uh, <laughs> etc. <cetera>, like me, <laughs> yeah, uh, jack of all trades basically. Like you, you do everything. True. Um, you know, just the spectators. I mean, everybody contributes to the fact that Melee still exists yeah. to this day as a competitive entity, but um hard to say that he is not a large reason. Yeah, he's a big slice of the pie for sure. Yeah. Um. So, so going to Gamal, my expectations for him are not very high. I think he could end up DQ'd. I think he could end up 13th, you know, um, losing or like maybe like I guess ninth probably makes more sense losing to Jamehuk and then doing fuck all and losing before top 8. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I, it's really hard to say. And his motivation will oscillate wildly, I think, this entire year. And it just seems like a frustrating place to be. So whatever he does, I hope it's whatever he wants to do. Because I can tell, yeah, probably everyone else can tell just from watching that it is different than the other years. And I won't get into how, just because that's how he feels and we don't know how he feels. But it is not the same very clearly. Um, That's okay. Yeah, I mean, we're happy with whatever he does. Yeah, we hope if he figures it out. But yeah, he—I mean, we're talking about this, and he just wins. (laughs) Like that's easily could. He He could easily just win. He—he's got (laughs) J Mook, and then what? Do you you know who else? Uh, yeah, yeah, he would have Cody after that, I believe, right? Because that's not the worst draw for him. No, no. he gets past J Mook. He's beaten Cody a lot. Um, although Cody did look really strong against him at LECOS. I mean, Cody looks good against him. Zane looks good against him. Cody just looks really good in general right now. True. Yeah. Cody has the best spread of matchups again of anybody in the field. I not only agree, I've said it on this podcast before. Have you? When you talk about who should win a major, Cody always feels like the right option. He's the safe pick for sure. Like, <laughs> it is, he is a guy who,
1: um,
0: if, if his scariest matchup, right, if we talked about matchups you want to avoid, his matchup he wants to avoid is probably Zane. Probably 50 50. Yeah. Maybe 64 in Zane's favor. I know Zane's been doing a little better But it's slight, you know? It's like Cody can win easily any day. If you're a Fox player and your worst uh, matchup is a Marth, who you take half the sets from. The best yeah. Marth in the world. The yeah. best Marth in the world. And you can 3 0. Yeah. You're doing pretty well for
1: yourself, <laughs> yeah. right?
0: You're doing pretty damn well. Like, I am scared for Zane when he loses game one every time. Because then he's going to FD and I'm like, dude, Cody just beats him on FD. Yeah. yeah. And like, he loses a game on FD. It's like, it's so hard for him to come back at that point. I love watching their sets now. And I, and yeah, they're yeah, great sets. I was on record on this podcast saying that their winter 70 set at Genesis eight was one of the best sets. ever. Two people played at the top of their game. What they're doing now that iterates on that is that they're, you know, they were doing all the correct stuff at the time, but they're doing so much outside of the game as well. Look yeah. at, um, battle, battle BC. I, I tweeted it out. <laughs> one of my rare tweets, uh, that wasn't being a reply guy to my friends. Um, I tweeted out that Cody was down like three stocks to one off stage, down two one in the set, and, he, and won. he won, and he won the tournament. And like, Cody came up. Right? Remember when Cody first came up, and we're like, he's a really good player. He's, his mentality's trash.
1: Oh. That
0: yeah, you know, that's he's completely gone. He really changed that. He, is, he has um, an amazing competitive mentality now. Yeah. And, and Zane, Zane, what was Zane's thing? Zane's a choker, right? Yeah, I was like. Zane is either beating you four stocks to one or, or he's missing every follow-up and you're up a, a stock in a little percent. <laughs> he, he can't win from losers. Yeah. And he gets yeah. you know, look at the the mango sets, right? Like the man, when Mango wins over him, it is a guy who's getting crushed because he is losing everything. He's going up 2-0 and slipping. Yeah. And ended up, you know, getting and losing Mango's always him. clawing it back and pulling. And it's it the, the pressure. You know, like the thing is. was that Zane's a choker. And now Look, what we have Zane. Won a tournament from losers, and you can say what you want about the controller. I think it's still impressive, and it still counts. Um, but look at his set versus Cody at LCS. Remember that? It looked like Game Five. Cody was winning, and oh, dude, he reversed four stocks in. Yeah, Cody was up two stocks to four, and Zane. I think, I think, I think Zane. I I went back and I watched it, and I think Zane got like six neutral openings, <laughs> and just two of them were a complete zero to deaths. Mm-hmm. One of them was off Cody's first talk. You know, he just got the kill, and uh, Cody was already at high percent. But he, he literally just touched kill, touch kill, and yeah. on a transforming stadium too. <laughs> he he, not the easiest thing. I think he got grass transformation, so like you know, it was one of the easier ones or one of the better ones for him. But like still, it just it was insane. He was he, his mentality was like pure steel in that game. It's unexpected. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they are players who, if you watch a set of theirs as two of the best players in the world, even a year ago, if you saw Cody go up four stocks to two, Cody probably wins. Same Same thing. Zane goes up three stocks to one, Zane probably wins. Uh, And they've really, like, worked on this aspect. I don't don't know if it's been passive or it's just been something they've really put a lot of time into, but you can tell. And that's what makes their sets great, is that. Not only every single game matters, but every single stock matters because the swings can happen. You can be halfway through a game, completely, completely different. The, the tone could totally change. Um, yeah, but if you gotta talk about mentality, there's one guy who we haven't talked about, right? We talked about everyone who couldn't win this tournament. We didn't talk about the guy with the rock solid mentality who um probably had his biggest uh battle yet, right? The biggest break to his mentality ever, you know, had to be this last tournament, which is J he's coming off of a tournament where He was was sick sick for LACS. He went to Fate. He tweeted that he had two hours of sleep. He just couldn't sleep. And I remember going, oh, like, Josh Man maybe beats him and losers. (laughs) Um, He looked amazing still. Yeah. Um, He looked really sharp. And it really just came down to the controller issue. And he is a player who, I mean, with, with utter grace, right? He he was like, "I'm sorry to everyone. I'm sorry to yeah, say I'm sorry to the everyone." the most eloquent, like, for, dude, he's like, "Dude, no one's mad at once. you." Man. Yeah, <laughs>
1: he's
0: gonna, yeah, he's gonna be secretly racist or something. There's no, there's no way that someone this cool, and it's so only gonna pop out because it's gonna be like some random thing. He's like, "Hate Filipinos" or something. That's yeah, it. yeah, um, it'll be very specific. But, but uh, until then, we can talk about him with such reference. Uh, yeah, no, he he had like probably the the biggest roadblock in his path, which is all of these issues at the same time. Um, and, you know, he wasn't able to win. Put almost anyone in that scenario. They aren't able to win. Uh, and he's coming up this. This is really soon after it. It's an international trip that he's coming from. Um, so it's going to be tough, but I I don't, I, I have a, such a hard time looking at anything that has done in 2023. And then, you know, look at his bracket path and go, oh, he can't win that. <laughs> um yeah there's so many people can win this one I guess let's let's narrow it down for who's gonna win mm. I think it's gonna be one of Zane, Cody and jMOok yeah I mean their odds are just so much higher than the field collectively mm-hmm. as as a threesome there's it's just like I would pick them so many more times than the field do you have a specific pick amongst them yeah I'm, I would pick Cody right now I think just because of the Naturally, like the, well, the the matchups. Cody's so a chip on his shoulder kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And he was genuinely very frustrated about losing LACS5. Um, I just feel like he is in a do or die position with Melee where he kind of is not sure about his future with the game. He has reached such a, an incredible high. Um, and, you know, he has to make that last push to try to get a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sorry, Cody, you had to see it well, I mean he he did he knew it wasn't the case. Did you see the luminosity tweet. Like big news for Smash yeah, later. I did see that. I think we all need to learn the uh, go to the Ambi tweet that That's says it. when someone says smash, they mean ultimate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> when someone says smash
0: melee, <laughs> 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 yeah, um, they do every time. <laughs> um Ugh. No, I think Cody's an amazing pick because yeah. uh, you look at, at, we we said, Zane, if Zane is his biggest weakness, that's great because also not only is, is having a weakness that you go 50 50 with amazing, but Zane is a player who has a lot of weaknesses. Maybe he doesn't have anything that he outright loses, but he's got a lot of things that could be 50 50. Yeah, he, he doesn't have as many like crushing yeah. matchups. Like where Cody, there's so many times where I, I just look and I'm like, this person just can't beat Cody. Yeah. No. Like um, uh, Zayn is Amsa, which is not easy. Zayn has the Sheiks, right? He's yeah. got he's got Leffen and Jemook. Those aren't easy. Mm-hmm. Um, HBox is never going to be 100% easy for him, even though it's looked insane. He just has to be really sharp always, as Marth against box. Yeah, he, I think he's talked about, even when he was 3-0 in HBox, I guess he still kind of is, um, he talks about that that was because of practice. He never would stop practicing that. Um, and then, like, you might get into a situation where, yeah, if if Cody is focusing on everyone, you know, like every top player will, but focuses more on Zane, Zane doesn't get to give that same focus to Cody because he has to give that focus.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. He has to, to spread the, it to around to his practice.
0: Um, so that, yeah, that might be a good one, but I'm gonna have to go, and maybe this is just the world talking to me again. Are you going like to pick H-box? H-Box? I would love to pick H-Box. H-box I've said... If it's a tough <laughs> tournament, HBOX has a better chance. But the way that the world also works out is in very mysterious ways, we have not had a ranking that has not been definitive number one. Maybe ever. Like if you talk about all rankings, I, I you might have to go back to like Ask Tapho, maybe summer twenty fourteen where PP was number one. But even then he was crushing everything yeah. up until that point. Um, like basically every ranking we have, um, that I've been a part of in some way, which goes back you know, years, um, the number one has been pretty obvious. As a baller. it's always been pretty obvious. And as someone who's worked behind the scenes on the data, I don't know if there's been a year where the number one didn't get like everyone who called them number one. You have people like me who tied HBox and Armada. I feel justified about that. <laughs> look at Armada's 2017. Look at Armada's 2018. If Armada played the entire 2018, it would have been number one. Um, <laughs> and, and this is like the the year with the a ton of parity and the most parity at top level that we've seen in such a long yeah, time. It's awesome. It's I mean, literally it comes down to one, one thing. And because of that, I think we are going to get an easy answer. It's going to be one of those things where right now, uh the wednesday before gobble it feels like it could be anyone and the monday after Can we look back it's gonna be like oh yeah obvious, yeah, yeah, obvious. Yeah, yeah i think zane's gonna win you think zane's gonna win zane, zane is on a bit of a bit hot streak he's, he's been doing hard. very well um his mental looks really strong right now he looks he looks very good yeah and he's not really a player that has done a lot of like he doesn't chain all these tournaments together right he, yeah. he had uh, genesis into the pound And And then then didn't win for a while. I mean, if you look at his big wins last year, why he got ranked number one, it was the first two of the year. Oh, he kicked off the year so strong last year. And then it was Shine and then LSI in October. Yeah. So there's a big gap where he wasn't really winning the ones that actually mattered. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet, I I, I feel kind of confident. He comes off of fate. He comes off of second at uh, LACS. He looks really good right now. And despite the fact that we've seen him get fucked up so much. It's so, so funny to like yeah, he funny. got like three-o'd by a <laughs> hamster, right? He he looks like <laughs> toast in certain matchups. And yeah, yeah he looks so fucking good. Um, I mean I could literally give it to any one of these. I think J maybe just a hair under just because he has matchups that I, I think are harder. Um and also just like being a sheep, the nature of the game. Even if you're amazing versus fox, a fox is gonna be harder yeah, yeah. for a sheep. then just you know. how it goes. Yeah. Um so I'm going to go Zane. I'm going to pick Zane. That's a good you pick. You pick Cody. Yeah. Uh, uh, Edwin's here. in The Ether. He says, "Jameer." <laughs> I don't. He probably said what he says on his Monday morning Marth article. I just didn't read it this week. Um, yeah, yeah I, I literally there's there's no wrong way to go between those three people. That's just where we're at with Melee, which is awesome. It's a great thing. And it's this this it's such a great this thing. tournament in particular. You know, we we touched on it earlier with the depth of of talent. There's so many different regions that are representing here um, that, you know, I'm not going to try at all to dig into what those round two matches might look like, but just take you know, you at home, just take a look at some of those round two pools and see how early yeah. that some of these matchups happen. Like, it's going to be really difficult even to make top cut to hit that top 32 winner side for some players. It's going to be a huge accomplishment. I'm sure no, one listening to this. No one who's a fan of Melee stats <laughs> probably feels this way. But I, I know some people, like, they know the big ones, and they go, like, oh, I'll watch Top 8 or whatever. I'll watch Top 32. Um, you should be treating Gamal like you would treat Big House or or Genesis. Yeah, yeah. Because we're going to see intense matches before Top 64. We're going to see all these insane things before Top 32. Yeah, there's going to be so much here. That was That's kind of the reason why I didn't up, end up watching a lot of Fate. Was I watched on the first day, I watched doubles, mm-hmm. and then I kept turning, tuning in throughout the tournament on the following days, and it would be like, you know, silver bracket, whatever. Like they had a, if yeah, this weird, one's double elimination. This one's easier to figure out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. I
1: think SF got uh,
0: <laughs> 65th place. And I was like, 65th, but the, the next person under you got 79th. Like, that doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, very weird. Uh,
0: yeah, but uh, i you know, it was really cool for the attendees, I'm sure. sure. But as a viewer, it, it was h- harder for me to be invested in, yeah, you know, the, and also a ton of, you know, very good European players who I just personally don't know. So it's like the more difficult to be, become invested in it. But this is, yeah, like I like the way that you said that you should treat it like a super major because this is like ranking on a super major. It's right yeah. there. Um, we're going to get, it's going to be a really, really good, like day two kind of like melee. We talked about it uh yesterday, about how is in such a great place because when Melee is at its biggest, tops top, top level is not as fun. Yeah. And people would always that was when a lot of people said day two Melee is where it's at. Yeah, yeah. because so, like, like everybody knew what was gonna happen on day three. And the, yeah, <laughs> look, it's only been a few years. And I'm as excited for what happened in the grand finals as I am for top you know, this twenty eighth seed in round two pools. Yeah uh and that might not be a huge indictment right like that might not sound great uh, uh but, but but no, no that, it, that that's just is actually like a good thing for grandfather I mean considering so where plays. we were previously it, it's a, such a huge difference yeah to be excited yeah. for the entirety of the tournament is very cool yeah i'm glad i'm so glad we're in that dude tournament. and like round one pools used to suck so much ass we would we would get the worst matches for round one pools it would be like brand new player versus armada like six times <laughs> Brand new player versus S2J, brand new player, you know, because there were a lot of new players at the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and the new
1: players are cracked.
0: Yeah, like everybody's even the base level just has That's good, good tech skill at this point, you know, even if they don't have like a game sense developed. Um Melee's just very high level at this point. we've got, got twenty two years of development. So True. We better be good at it at this point. <laughs> um well, the big question. I think that we, we get to something like this. Who's going to win? That's what it comes down to. That's the big question. Um, but in terms of smaller questions, we've got some questions for you from our
1: oh. from
0: our patrons.
1: Uh, oh, yeah.
0: We've yes. got some. We forgot goals. that we did um, that. The first one, the first question we have from you. And once again, we did ask. And once again, our patron channel got distracted by something. I think it was talking about yeah, what name wait, we have every, we every time that you women. ask for questions for me, nobody asks me any questions. I've noticed. We're so this. distracted. Did it, did I get, actually get some questions? We had a few in the middle of talking about what our names would be if we were women. <laughs> and then also, I think there's something about. I, 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 I forget. There was something else that was. I think Kingu might have been talking. You know, when Kingu talks. Oh, yeah. Everybody Everyone gets distracted. Listens. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone listens, and it's not because they love them. Uh, anyway, the, the first one's from Carly W. Margot. Margot. So she asks, what is, is your, your tier list of all the parts of a Chicago hot dog? Which I think starts with the question, what are uh, all the parts of a Chicago hot dog? Oh, a Chicago? Uh, first of all, I, I love a Chicago style dog. Um we were we right. eating dogs at the Rogers Center yesterday. We went to the Blue Jays I game. I would kill for the Chicago. Adults. They didn't have the, the the all the things that I wanted. They didn't have all the Pixins. So oh. Chicago dog is um, it's like mustard, relish, sport peppers, mm-hmm. pickles, tomato. Pick. Uh, you got to be
1: and, more
0: hmm? specific about the pickle. Oh, uh, it's a spear pickle spear. Yeah, it's pickle spear. Um. And optionally, what I really like is if I put chopped white onion on it too. Mm. I think it's pretty frequently people do that, but I sometimes I see it without it. Um, so what my, I? I think that can I step here? What celery salt? Technically oh yeah, celery salt. You were I, I understand I, yeah. forgetting that. What do you, with that is you That is kind of salt. like a <laughs> celery salt is kind of like a, the forgotten ingredient, I think. Uh, and what type of bun is it? Uh, sesame. Is it poppy? Poppy? Poppy seed? Poppy seed? Yeah, yeah, Poppy. Well, yeah. unfortunately, you're. I don't you're, think the bun is part anymore. of the the dog. The bun can be a hot dog bun as well. Really I pretty think pretty it has to be a Poppy's bun. I'm not <laughs> but, telling you. How hey, it is. maybe you're right. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't want you to tell. Listen, me how my how uncle owns two hot dog carts in the the suburbs of Chicago, mm-hmm. and he sells Chicago style dogs. And for a summer, I worked one of the carts, and I used to I used to make Chicago style dogs. I used to put the celery salt on. I know the celery salt on there, and you're right. He did sell buns with poppy seeds on them, so maybe that is part of it. But I digress. The best part, the best. Let's see. It was a tier list. Tier list. S S would
1: be mustard.
0: Mustard.
1: Think has to make it.
0: Uh, sport peppers and relish. Okay. No. Oh no. S would be mustard, sport peppers, and chopped white onion. Uh, A would be relish, and pickle. Okay, it makes sense they go together.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Two little buddies. Yeah.
0: Um, B would be, I guess the bun and the dog don't count. They're just separate because they're the that's like the template yeah. upon which you lay the toppings. B would be celery salt, and C would be tomato. I don't. Prefer ketchup over tomato. Mm-hmm. I still would just like have, no. If the thing is, if I, if I don't if I don't have like sport peppers or like chopped white onion and stuff, then and I just have like mustard and relish. Yeah. Then maybe I'll put ketchup on it. But mustard and relish by itself is usually just enough. Um, you say this, you put ketchup on your dog yesterday. I know. That's why I said sometimes yeah. I do it. <laughs> and it just happened to the, the one time I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a dog yesterday. Well, I only I had one dog that had uh ketchup and mustard mm. and then i had dog that had ketchup mustard and relish and then i had dog that had mustard and relish so i had a, the mix of all of, of those dollar dog. Looney dog it was though. Looney dog yeah we, we were eating dollar dogs, dogs and, we had to represent yeah <laughs> um at the rogers center i think your cheerless is great I, I i agree you agree wholeheartedly the tomato um, is definitely the worst one i think yeah because the tomato is so it varies really wildly in quality yeah. If you get, like, a really good, like, well-sliced tomato, it's a, it's a really good addition, I will say. It's, it's cumbersome. That's yeah, it, they fall off, too. It's hard to bite through with it. Yeah. Sometimes the skin on the outside of the slice. Like, the pickles, the pickle spear is cumbersome, but it's worth it. The pickle spear, I always eat separate from it. Like, it comes with it on it, but when I eat the dog, I'm not biting into the pickle spear and the hot dog. I take it off. I take a bite of the pickle spear, spear pickle bite sphere. of the dog. <laughs> spear, not spear. Dude, uh, uh, pick, imagine a pickle uh, spear. We can do it. We can make it happen. <laughs> <would be> <laughs> Fucking melon ball. I'm in, dude. Uh, well, okay, so that is your Chicago heritage. And, and Yeah, let me just run back over it real quick. <laughs> S would be uh mustard, bar pepper. Mm-hmm. A is or rel- er, uh, boy, I've, I forgot it now. <laughs> you also had chocolate <laughs> on Oh, now, that's right, chocolate. All right, forget well, about running it back then. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes sense. That's right. As soon as I, I said that, uh, I knew that I started messing it up. All right, thank you for bun, bun the bun and the, the dog, dog or the template. Count. They don't count. What, are, what uh, what what the brand? What's the normal brand of dogs you usually use? I don't really eat hot dogs. Uh, I when I would get Chicago style dogs, I would eat them at my job over that it's one summer. I ate a lot of them, or I'd get them from Portillo's. I feel like, feel like uh, uh, is, is, it, is it not Vienna beef? Is that something? Uh, Vienna beef is more, I would get like a, like a dipped beef sandwich there. I don't know what that is. I think that's the Chicago, the, the New York hot dogs. I think. Oh, but whatever. Regardless. Um, Jane, I would go to Gene and Jude's probably has the best Chicago style dogs that I've had in Chicago, but uh, it's nowhere near where I live. So it was pain to go there, but really, really good. Uh, yeah. Well, regardless. Um, that shows your Chicago roots, but but right now you're not in Chicago. You you don't live in Chicago. You no. haven't lived in Chicago for a while. Yeah. Um. So algebra one two three two three zero. Uh, Damien, you might know. Damien Dame asks, uh, "What do you miss the most about being in the USA, and what do you like the most about Canada?" Oh, interesting. We were talking a lot about. Well, I was talking about a lot about how great America is. You were co-signing some of them. Yeah. America, so I think America's this is a really, really fun. It's a great country. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of really bad things about it, but it's still a good. It's still. A good there's a lot of things i like about it what do i miss about america what do i miss about america i miss um honestly one of the things i miss the most is the chicago smash scene Oh wow. specifically yeah the chicago scene um yeah i'm sure it's changed a lot since i lived there too you know i still watch uh midland not a, not every week, but I catch it here and there. You know, if I've got time in the evening, I'm just chilling. I'll throw on a little mid lane there. Uh go cut back and forth between the nightclub and mid lane usually. Um, and waiting for game. And yeah, here, here we are, <laughs> of course. And um, but I think that the Chicago scene at large has always done a really good job of um, kind of connecting over local tournaments mm-hmm. and engaging the scene. Uh, when I first got into it. Um, it was segmented but you know it built up over time Um, Melee Every Day really kind of brought it together in a lot of ways before Melee Every Day there was Windy City Smash which was yes. the original streaming organization that I, I was not an original founder of it but uh, I kind of I was like a very short torch carrier for a bit yes. where I ran the stream and I went to a bunch of tournaments and kind of the William Henry Harrison, I don't know. I don't get that reference. You, yeah, you're Canadian. He's a U.S. president. Oh, pre- Harrison. Yeah. I, I was, didn't live very I don't know the full name. Sorry. Well, There's two Harrisons: Benjamin, William Henry. William <laughs> Henry was exposing the one who, my presidential knowledge gaps after like 30 days or something. Okay. Oh, okay. I have heard that. So you see, so very short period, but you were there. Yeah, I wasn't 30 days short. It was. <laughs> it was more like a year. Okay, but um. Yeah, yeah, but like, you know, Unsure took the torch and now Belt and the whole new crew who basically run and stream mid lane. Um, Matt Papa. Uh, yeah, I, I would love to get the, to know the new Chicago scene better. Um, Cadence is, is uh, an amazing person who has done a ton for like newer players in the scene. Hmm. Just I feel like the Chicago scene is it's got it's got everything. It's a great scene, and I, I kind of miss in the Toronto scene, I'm disconnected from it because I don't live remotely near any of the locals here. Um, they're all over on the East End, and uh, I yeah, I don't really I wouldn't, I wouldn't connect to a scene through locals as much anymore these days anyway. Yeah, like I feel like it would more be like an online kind of presence. And I know like a lot of Toronto smashers, a lot of the Toronto smashers that I know aren't as active as they were before too you know the scene you should move him he's gonna step all over your laptop <laughs> uh one thing i really like about canada is um loonies and toonies dollar and two dollar coins and and the fact that they got rid of pennies yeah, yeah. that's awesome but living in canada i feel so not different here than living in the states like it's so similar people will talk about how different it is, or whatever and maybe it's just because i come from the midwest like i feel like midwestern kind of like laid back vibes is very similar to how a lot of canadians are um i really like in particular where i live too like we live near the lake here which is awesome yeah um
1: yeah. (laughs) yeah
0: i haven't spent a lot of time thinking about Canada versus the United States and my experiences living here versus there. So I don't really have a great answer for this from off the top of my head, but I well, did the best I could with what I could think of. <laughs> yeah. We, we get on their case for coming up with bad questions and uh, they come up with good questions and we can't answer. Yeah, them. exactly. <laughs> it was never meant to be. Uh, well, you, you talk, you know, kind of about the area that you guys are in and our next segment, I actually want to talk about because you know, touching grass. Yeah. I love touching grass. What a great segment. Yeah, it is the uh, officially unnamed segment. But is a segment where we talk about something that, that's been going on in our lives that is not Smash-related. I, I guess maybe I will. Um, maybe it's technically Smash-related. But I, I want to talk about just being here in Toronto, right? I've not been to Toronto before. I've been to uh, Canada once, before I went to Montreal uh, just recently. And I haven't really enjoyed myself. I know it's it's just been a little bit. But yesterday, mm-hmm. we got to go to a Blue Jays game. That was awesome. Pretty damn good seats. Yeah, we did. Um, it was to, uh, loony dog night, so we were eating dogs. Uh, they got crushed, but it was still a fun time overall. I don't Beautiful. even know what the end score ended up being, but it was bad. It was six one when we left. Yeah, dude, what if they came back? That would have been crazy. Uh, I, I heard yesterday, I think it was the Nationals were up three one and then lost seventeen three. <laughs> <laughs> and like they're up like. Baseball is such late. a funny sport, dude. It's so fun. But I had a great time at the game, and today I got to take a walk to the lake um with spoopy had a great time with them just yeah it, it's uh, just a it's a nice little like, like time that i get to spend here and then i get the tournament. right it's it's like so fun to me already that this would be everything before i would normally come in so it's all just bonus um yeah no the lake was beautiful i didn't tell you this i told the patron channel this and i want to tell all the beers it's all women bathing topless that was crazy wow so i love to sunbathing run or bathing Sunbathing. Oh, okay. I think generally people bathe without clothing. Sorry, sunbathing. <laughs> well, uh, that's why I was. So asking. I love this city. <laughs> it's the Best city. So <laughs> what? One thing I'll take away. No. Um. Yeah. yeah like the where we are is in. very cute, yeah. and I can't wait to to get closer to downtown. Um. Yeah. You're, you you kind of. So we live on the West End, and just give, give it the address, man. You're so close. <laughs> the West End is pretty. There's a lot of range over here. We we uh I think that the West End is is quieter than mm-hmm. a lot of you know, Central I mean obviously than Central, but even the East End I think is much busier. Um but it's very accessible still to be able like we just took a streetcar, what was it, like twenty minutes to get to the stadium? Yeah, wasn't brief walk afterwards. Like it's so so accessible to get around here. Something that Toronto does share with Chicago, I think. And I'm comparing this to other North American cities, not European yeah, cities. Chicago has, has very easy public transit.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, uh, I mean, technically, was that Smash related? Well, I'm here for Smash. Maybe it was, but hanging with friends from Smash, so maybe maybe it can. But I will use that as mine. Um, what have you been up to? Just, just in general, general, what have you been up to recently? Um, Anything you got going on coming up? Well, this weekend I won't be here for Gamal. What? I know. Uh I will be in Michigan. Oh, um, that's sick. Yeah. For the big house. <laughs>
1: hey. Uh
0: no, I won't even be driving through Detroit. Um I am going to the west side of Michigan to play disc golf. Um I'm meeting a bunch of my old friends from Chicago. They're all driving up together to uh to play a weekend a weekend's worth, an extended weekend's worth of disc golf courses we this is our annual trip we've been doing this now for five years i want to say five or six years um the first year we did it we went to michigan and so this is now our first year coming back oh nice so we're playing a couple of the courses that we played back then again
1: but you're better.
0: yeah yeah the uh one course in particular called flip city i'm really looking forward to play <laughs> playing flip city you can it. <laughs> it's called flips. Anyway. Yeah, that's the name that's, of the course. It's a dubbed course name. It's a great course, too. It's a beautiful course. Uh, we're playing some other. There's a private course called Arvest Farms. We're playing that is like a bomber course. Like, um, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Probably lose a couple discs on some water carry throws there. But uh, that's kind of what I've been up to over the last couple months too. Um, I went to LACS. But aside from that, um, you know, I've been playing a little bit of melee, just unranked, basically so watching, watching tournaments here and there. But uh, I've been really focused on work and playing disc and spending time with uh, spoopy with AJ yeah yeah, um, so it sucks yeah. that our annual trip kind of like overlaps with Gumble. we all kind of coordinate right yeah. to try to figure out when we can make it happen because everyone's so busy with our lives at this point. but we it got down to the point where we had like two weekends to pick from, and it was like, okay, either I have to make it hard on my friends and you know, still mm-hmm. go to Gommel or Miss Gommel and like everybody can then come to the disc golf trip. So I was like, I just had to make the call, which sucks. But, uh, I was glad to be able to go to LACS kind of got me back into the melee mood a little bit. I played a ton of melee while I was there, unfortunately somehow lost my controller. Um, on Sunday while I was there, uh, I, they gave away controller cases at the venue, the Ludwig Ogren championship series, five branded controller cases, I put my controller in a case and I thought I put it in my bag but I must not have, or something happened to it somehow. It just vanished, Mm -hmm. and the off-brand staff could not find it anywhere. Very sad, so I have to basically construct myself a new OEM from uh, spare OEM parts, which I have a lot of, so it's just a matter of... Right now, I'm playing on this thing. Show us a big house. This is a... uh, You can't really see the gate. But AJ tried to file this gate on this controller to like learn more about controller modding when they were writing the book of their book. Uh, I almost called it. Don't it.
1: say the book of Melee. <laughs> <laughs> Do not no. call it the book of Melee. No, 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 no.
0: When they were, they, 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 they got like a bunch of alternate controllers. Like they got uh, what's the book? People might be interested. <laughs> I've actually forgotten. <laughs> melee is melee is broken that's what it was. I've been stalling to try to remember it this whole
1: time
0: um yeah melee is broken Very good yeah it is um so yeah this controller is pretty bad but it's the best of what I have right now so uh, if you beat me on unranked in the last couple days it doesn't count because I've been playing on this thing that was good to me, me. yeah it doesn't count. <laughs> officially decreed. Yeah. No, that was very really cool. It's a shame that people won't be able to, to see you, but, but there's going to be enough going on. Yeah. I, I am sh- ashamed to be missing Gommel. Um, there's there's going to be so many people who I wish that I could see who are coming.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, when I get back, I will be still seeing Edwin, which is nice. Um, just uh, so. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just it, means you got to come. You like there, you and or? Edwin are like the only people I'm going to be seeing, like from who are, co- who are coming to Gommel. Which means you got to come to America again.
1: And I will. I'm coming
0: um, for at least one more tournament this year. I won't sure. say which, but... Well, I hope to find out which one soon. Um, well, I mean, it's been, a, been an amazing episode. I've had a very good time. Very very good week. Uh, week. It's only been a few days. <laughs> I had a very good couple of days. Well, oh, you've I had, had a day. great week so far. I <laughs> had a great week so far. hope you continue it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys had a grab some I know this has been a little bit of a weirder one. Uh, because there's Just like Edwin. sitting in my office here. Yeah, cat. is was a cat. Yeah, um, but I think it? it was a super fun episode. And what, what is should... going to be super fun is next week when we actually have answers to all these questions, right? We talk about who's going to win this, who's going to be number one. I think next week we are going to be way more enlightened on this. Um, and uh, we're going to take a break after that just before Smash SmashCon to um, make the rankings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like make the thing that this content is about. <laughs> uh, but we'll be back after that. So, so yeah. yeah, we'll be. But we have an episode next week to talk about everything that happened. Recap everything Gommel related. Talk about the rankings. And then we'll be back right before SmashCon. It is... We're in the thick of it. <laughs> we are in hey, the thick of summer it. Summer of Smash. You remember that? Summer of Smash? It just feels like a summer Yeah. Smash. Um, well, thank you so much for watching. We'll be back Thanks. next week. And uh, yeah,
1: go watch Gommel. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Peace.